Welcome to Podland. And just before we begin, one important thing. This podcast sounds as if Sam Sethi has recorded himself on the right microphone, and I've recorded myself in the loo. So apologies if I sound in the loo. And now, here's me in the loo. Welcome to Podland, the last word in podcasting news. It's the 13th of January, 2022. I'm James Cridland, the editor of podnews.net. And I'm Sam Sethi, the MD of River Radio, the first podcast radio station. Podland is sponsored by Buzzsprout, podcast hosting made easy with free learning materials and remarkable customer support. Last week, 3,307 people started hosting with Buzzsprout, and you can too at buzzsprout.com. Podland is a weekly podcast where James and I delve deeper into the week's podcasting news. Now, James, all of these stories come from pod news, which you write weekly, or daily even. Um, The first one, though, that grabbed my eye was this story about Spotify. It's launched a clickable call-to-action card described by many as ad banners for podcasting. Sadly, as usual, they're only limited to Spotify, uh, originals and exclusives, and of course, US only. What are they, James? Are they any good? And what are your thoughts? Well, there are a few things that um, Spotify have done uh, in this, and some of it is really quite clever. So as you listen to an advert, for example... Uh, then you can see a picture on the screen. Uh, you can press a button to go and find out more information and stuff like that. They claim they're making podcast ads interactive for the first time. They're not really, but nevertheless, it's still quite um, quite a smart, quite a clever thing. The real clever thing that they've done is they are also having those ads appear later. When you finish listening to the podcast and you're looking through Spotify for, I don't know, the latest Taylor Swift song or whatever it is, um, then you will see that ad appear again in front of you and it will remind you of the ad that you heard when you were listening to Spotify on the way to the shops or whatever it is that you were listening to it. Um, And that's quite clever. That's something that uh, I haven't seen any other podcast company do in terms of interactive ads. So, um, yeah, so that, you know, it's not necessarily a new thing. It's, of course, uh, proprietary and closed. But nevertheless, um, you know, there are some quite neat ideas in there, I think. I pay fourteen ninety nine not to have adverts. Why are you giving me adverts, Spotify? Get those adverts off my Spotify app, please. Well, tough. You spend fourteen ninety nine or whatever it is to get free adverts in Spotify music and you don't in Spotify uh, podcasts. So, uh, yeah. Goodbye, Spotify. Uh, well, yeah, I, I know, kind of, kind of exactly. But, you know, the point that I made in Pod News when I wrote about this last week was that actually one of the things that Spotify can do, because they aren't an open ecosystem, because they frankly don't care about podcasting being open, it means that they can do stuff like this that enables them to um, add these additional features um, and they won't be available on any other podcast app. And that means that, you know, essentially the user experience on Spotify will continue to get uh, better, in inverted commas, or at least different to an ordinary podcast app. And maybe one of the reasons why you might come to Spotify in the future is because some of those uh, features in there. Um, So, yeah, but I would certainly agree that, um, you know, more advertising is a is is not necessarily a, a good thing um and many people may not see it that way so um yeah it may lose spotify some uh, audiences there 
Well, thankfully, it's only US only, so we don't have to see it for a long, long while, James. Not yet. That's a good thing. <laughs> now, uh, Spotify has added star ratings as well. So another thing that it added to the client, um, unlike Apple, who were asking people to rate the Apple mm. app suddenly, strangely, whenever you listen to a podcast, I assume this is actually asking you to rate the actual podcast and not Spotify the app itself. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, it's very clear what you're rating, so that's a good thing. And, you know, star ratings are good. Uh, the, other re- the other way that it differs from Apple is that um, it's one star rating for the entire world rather than having different star ratings for every single country in the world. So that uh, kind of makes a bunch of sense too. Um, now, one of the things that they've limited on it, though, is you have to get, is it 10 ratings before it's made public on your episodes or podcast yeah so ratings are only shown once a show has 10 ratings or more by the way uh, apple podcasts has five as their minimum so if you only have four ratings you won't know that you've got any ratings um so they do that the other thing though which is quite clever and apple don't do this is that you have to listen to the show to rate it Uh, It turns out you only have to listen to 30 seconds, but at least you have to listen to the show to rate it. And that's a clever trick because it stops, you know, tons of people from just going in and marking people, you know, down because they don't like them or marking a podcast for a podcast newsletter down just because, you know, somebody once wrote something that wasn't entirely positive about them, Um, which, of course, would never happen to me. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I think that's pretty clever from Spotify's point of view. You have to listen to at least some of the podcast in order to be able to actually rate it. So um, yeah, that's interesting. So strangely, though, they haven't launched ratings in Russia or Turkey. Anything to do with dictators? <laughs> I think it's got something to do with tight media laws. Yeah, certainly. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, and so. Um, there may be issues there, but uh, yeah, interesting to see both of those things. And I'm sure that both uh, Russia and Turkey would deny that they are <laughs> operated by a dictator. <laughs> well, they'll tell us. They won't deny. They'll just tell yes, us. Uh, yes, now, exactly. Uh, exactly that. And if you're listening to Podland in uh, Spotify, firstly, why? And secondly, please rate us <laughs> while you're there. <laughs> that would be good. There are many new apps you could have listened to us on. <laughs> Indeed. Now, uh, more Spotify news, sadly. Uh, Coincidence Corner, I've called this. Um, yes. James, what's happened? Tell, I'll let you tell it because you wrote the story. Yes, this was a marvellous coincidence. Uh, Morgan Stanley, every so often, releases these very, very positive client notes telling all of their clients, you really should buy Spotify and really is a marvellous company. Um, so, for example, at the end of December... Somebody wrote um, from Morgan Stanley about how great Spotify was, number one platform for unique podcast listeners, satisfaction increasing, fastest growing music service, and Spotify shares rose that day because of Morgan Stanley's client note. Uh, They rose 0.6%, which if you're as large as Spotify, uh, that's quite a lot of money. That's uh, many hundreds of millions of dollars. So uh, strange to discover that Morgan Stanley, who of course have been writing lovely things about Spotify, which then raises the share price, owns $3.2 billion worth of Spotify shares. That's really clever, isn't it? So hang on a minute. So you own 7% of the company and then you talk it up so that that ownership is worth more. Genius. I'm sure that there's a, um, uh, you know, a Chinese wall in there somehow that stops um, the people who own the shares from talking to the analysts. And I'm sure that that, uh, you know, is, is all above board, but it's a bit weird, isn't it? 
I think that's called the Elon Musk school of trading, isn't it? You know, just say your shares are going to be worth $420 and then they are magically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, you know, uh, uh, Morgan Stanley doing that for for uh, Spotify. Spotify have been pretty good at releasing all kinds of press releases about um, how they've signed all of these people who you never hear from again, which again increases the share price. So, um, yeah, interesting things going on, but all completely above board and completely legal. Yes. Now, the Verge also noticed what you noticed, James. Yeah, funny that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> yes, The Verge noticed that Spotify Hi-Fi still hasn't launched. Um, and to this day, it still hasn't launched. Um, so, yeah, weird, isn't it? Mm. Let's leave Spotify alone for this week. Now, moving on. Google. Uh, Google's come out with something quite interesting. They've lo- uh, Google has posted a content warning and a privacy notice. What's this all about, James? Well, they've posted a weird message in Google Podcasts in the app, and it's the first time that any podcast app has posted this. It's a little pop-up, and it says something like, Google doesn't host the podcast, uh, doesn't host any of the content on Google Podcasts, and just so you know, when you play a podcast, um, then your IP address gets shared with the podcast hosting companies. And I, I, I kind of look at that and I go, I wonder why they've done that. Firstly, I think that Google doesn't own, what does it say? Google Podcasts does not host podcast content, it says. Um, and I suspect that they've done that because there's been a bunch of stories, some of which we've reported on here. The Brookings Institution and um, Sky News UK have both um, highlighted content issues in podcasting recently, actually pointing at uh, Spotify. But uh, Google, of course, is not um, going to uh, duck this. So um, maybe it's got something to do with content and they're just a little bit worried about the content of some of the podcasts which are out there. Um, but also that whole, you know, highlighting that IP addresses are passed through to podcast hosting companies it's fine, but actually that's exactly the same in Google Search. Why haven't they got a big scary alert when you start using Google Search saying, when you click on a result, then your IP address is shared with the website that you're visiting? Because it's exactly the same. I don't understand it. I've asked Google why it's there, what's so special about podcasts to merit that warning. Um, Google haven't, haven't come back to me. But, you know, why isn't Apple doing that? Why isn't Apple saying that? Why isn't Spotify saying that? Um, maybe they do in the depths of their terms and conditions. I don't know. But it's, uh, it, seems, it seems weird. Answers on the postcard, if you know the answer, please. That's all I'd say. <laughs> yes. Now, more interestingly, before Christmas, uh, a very happy Mark Asquith, the CEO of Captivate, because Captivate was purchased by Global and... Uh, you are, or were, or still are, a advisor to Captivate. So, come on, James, give us the goss. Now it's all settled down. What happened with Captivate? I was an advisor to Captivate. I've lost my job there now that uh, Captivate is owned <laughs> by uh, Global. Not the first time. <laughs> Thanks, Global. Uh, but no, seriously, um, uh, Global purchasing Captivate is a really, really canny move. So, Global owns DAX. DAX is a large programmatic ad sales house. Um, They're in Canada and the US and the UK and other countries as well. What Global have lacked is they've lacked their own podcast hosting company for people that want to make a podcast. Um, They've used a little bit of Sounder FM in the past, 
Um, they've, uh, they host some of their own radio shows themselves, but now they host Captivate, and Captivate, of course, as you'll remember, over the last quarter, um, and I suspect in this quarter as well, were releasing all kinds of interesting stuff around programmatic advertising and everything else. Um, so it's a really ke clever, canny move from Global, who are a brilliant company, who are very, very clever. And um, they say that the acquisition will enable us to support all talent in the podcast community from the very largest to emerging new talent. And I think that that's absolutely right. So many congratulations to Mark and Kieran and to all of the advisors as well. Yeah. Congratulations on your retirement then, James. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, it'll be such a shame not ha not having to write I'm an advisor at the end of every single story um, but uh, but on the other on the other side you know I'll probably say I was an advisor to Captivate for a couple of months anyway um, but uh, really chuffed for them because it's exactly the right move I think so if you have a podcast app and you would like a new advisor there is a space available if you've got a podcast app and you would like a new advisor then yes there is there may be uh, there may be news on that front in a couple of weeks time um, if you are a podcast host and you want a new advisor, then the answer is no, I can't. Go away. Oh, um, okay. But, um, yes, that's basically how that works. Um, and of course, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Rob Lowenthal and the team down at Wushka getting bought by Spotify. Congratulations again, Rob. Um, Project Mike is also something that Amazon's been talking about. Um, which seems a very similar idea to take uh, audio and turn it into a podcast. Um, but you also turned around and did some analysis uh, after the acquisition on why Spotify might want to buy Wushka. Yeah, so this is Spotify buying into uh, Wushka really because Wushka does the clever stuff with radio that um, you do with uh, River Radio and that many other companies do as well. Um, and really, it seems that Spotify have purchased Wushka for that radio um, uh, feature. Um, and so, um, you know, there's a lot of talk in the podcast world about radio being useless and nobody listens to radio anymore. And, uh, you know, it's a complete waste of time. Why are they, um, why are they looking at that old fashioned thing? Um, so it's always nice just to compare the figures. 28%, for example, of US adults listen to podcasts every week, just 28%. 92% listen to the radio every single week. Or if you look at it in terms of uh, revenue, US podcasting is $800 million worth of ad revenue. AM, AM and FM radio alone in the US is 14.1 billion. So it's significantly larger. So you can understand why Spotify would be interested in pulling some of that onto their platform as well. So um, yeah, just, um, you know, interesting. And obviously I would say that, wouldn't I? Because I also work in the radio business, but uh, radio is still a very, very large thing. And podcasting is a tiny minnow in comparison. Um, and we should do well to remember that because I think there's things that radio can teach us, but also real opportunities uh, for us because we can grow so much more. Yeah, <laughs> I live radio and podcasting every day, James. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Now, uh, what's a GUID and then what's a LUID, James? Yes, well, this is a ULID, uh, I think. Uh, it's, there it you go, like so you've read something new already. It sounds like a Greek uh, philosopher or, uh, or something. Um, 
The idea around a GUID is a uh, unique ID for every podcast which is out there. There is a standard which is already there. Uh, it would be so, so helpful if um, companies like Amazon and Spotify and other people were to use that unique ID because then it means that the po- this podcast on Apple is the same as this podcast on Spotify, which is the same as this podcast on Amazon. And that would be really, really helpful, um, uh, I think. Um, but there is also the idea of a ULID. Now, a ULID is a unique listener ID. It's actually less scary than it sounds because it's not a listener ID. It is an ID for a listener to a particular episode of a show. So if you listen to two episodes, you'll get two separate ULIDs. You'll get two separate unique listener IDs. Why is that important? It's important because there is a issue in podcast analytics at the moment in that if I listen to half of this show in the morning as I'm driving to work and then half of this show in the afternoon as I'm driving back from work, then for many people, for many podcast um, analytics companies, it's very difficult to know that those are the same people. We might have different IP addresses because we're in different places um, and um, it's very difficult to know that it's the same person. Whereas with this ULID, you keep that same ID next to every single episode uh, every time you listen to it on that device. Um, And so that gives you a much better uh, reach number. Now, I would say on this, it's the idea of um, Dan Benjamin, who works at Fireside, not Mark Cuban's Fireside, obviously, Dan Benjamin's Fireside, um, and 5x5 as well. Uh, Dave Jones from Podcast Index has also been involved in that. What, what I don't see is any requirement from the advertising industry that this will be interesting, uh, or indeed um, any push from um, ad sellers that this will be a useful tool. Um, and I worry sometimes that uh, these technical um, ideas are done without actually talking to absolutely everybody, um, but obviously that does slow everything down. But I think it's quite an interesting thing to uh, have a look at. You can find out more information at podcastlistening.com. Yeah, I just thought the whole thing was quite interesting because as the uh, cookie apocalypse is coming, I wonder what they're going to do when when Google does stop that and and yeah. people have to look for an alternative solution. Yeah, uh, although the cookie apocalypse has no effect on podcasting, and that's an important thing just to remember. Um, you know, cookies are used on the web. They're used in web browsers. Most, if not all, of podcast listening happens off the web and happens off a web browser, so it happens within an app. So therefore, cookies aren't kind of, you know, in, involved in this. Uh, Brian Barletta, it sounds probably has written a very good piece all about how the cookie apocalypse doesn't really impact us because the only things that podcasting has ever been looking at um, in the past has been IP address and user agent. Um, And so that's why every so often people get um, uh, emails from me saying, please, can you set a user agent properly? Because it's really important for the future of the industry. Um, So really, the cookie apocalypse means that the rest of advertising will catch up with where podcasting has been for the last three or four years in not having cookies anyway. Well, 
I'm very interested. Anyway, I will watch this space and see what happens. <laughs> yes. Now, uh, a quick uh, roundup of a few apps that uh, made some announcements around Christmas and New Year's. Uh, Squadcast updated their app. Uh, it adds a fully featured stable support. I didn't know it was unstable uh, for Safari, Mac OS, and it's add beta support for the iPhone, iPad 15.2 and beyond. So yeah, well done Squadcast. Um, Riverside also updated their uh, product, James. They did, yes. They've made a new tool to add social media clips for your podcast. So you can basically, and in fact, we can look at it here because we use Riverside for this very podcast. And there's a little thing marked Mark Clip. And if I press it, then it will enable us to share a little clip of video to our social media uh, so that hopefully people will have a listen to uh, a little bit more of that too. So, um, yeah. They don't want to see us, James. They really do Well, don't. yes, I would probably agree with that. Um, but nevertheless, <laughs> uh, <laughs> particularly since neither of us bother about, you know, decent lighting uh, in our, in our uh, home studios at all. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, it's a good, um, you know, it's a good uh, smart thing. I notice in our show notes here, um, um, Sam, that you've written that uh, they've launched an Android app. Um, which is a, a uh, which is news to me. So yeah, so they've now got an Android app as well as a uh, iPhone app, uh, which allows you to connect to people on those devices too. So uh, yeah, that's a very clever thing too. Well done, Riverside. Yeah, they launched that yesterday, and uh, you can get it if you want, James, at riverside.fm forward slash mobile. Mm. Well, there you go. I'll, uh, I'll I better put that into into pod news today then. <laughs> Given that they are current uh, sponsors of it, <laughs> would probably be the right thing to do, wouldn't it? Hey ho! <laughs> Talking of Android apps, I don't want to rub salt into the wound, but how's, how's the Apple app coming along? Uh, it is it, it, uh, Apple Podcasts for Android. It isn't there yet, yeah. but I, I still maintain yet. I still maintain that Apple won't be stupid enough uh, not to launch an Android app uh, because they can make some money out of it now. So I'm still absolutely convinced that it's coming, Mr. Setti. Did you did you go double or quits with Adam? I'm just I can't remember the podcast itself. You know, you, you were on there. You know, giving a. Uh, I think what we said back. is, um, I, I, I mean, it was slightly complicated by the fact that I'm not a betting man and I don't know what double or quits means. But I did say to Adam, um, uh, firstly, I've paid him his hundred thousand sats, uh, which was the bet that I gave him last year, and I did say to Adam, I'd be very happy to do that again. Uh, and Adam has said yes to that. Um, so I think we're still doing another 100,000 for this year. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty confident that I'm not going to lose this year. So I'm, I'm, I should hopefully get my 100,000 cents back from Adam later on. Well, you got 360, well, 355 days probably. So you're okay. <laughs> Nothing to sweat yeah. about yet. Yeah, nothing to sweat about yet. Now I'm, I'm convinced that Apple aren't going to be that stupid to... Uh, uh, leave that and and you know all joking aside i think if we had apple podcasts on android much though i don't like the company much though i don't think that they're particularly helpful um i still think it would be a tremendous opportunity for people on android and for podcasters overall because it would mean that we can talk about apple podcasts much more and it gives um better and frankly you know important competition to spotify 
uh, on the Android platform. So I think it would be a really good thing were Apple to launch a podcasts app on uh, Android, and they would make some money. Get to it, Apple. Get to it. That's it. Um, a few other uh, interesting updates. Uh, Fountain App, our friend Oscar Merry, has launched Fountain, a new version, Fountain 0.30. Uh, what's in it, James? Yeah, there, there are just uh, additional stuff. You don't have to give your email if you start using it. Um, you, uh, it's, it's got uh, faster podcast syncing and a few other things in there as well. It's a really good app if you just want to play around with podcasting 2.0 and the whole Boostergram thing, the whole idea of sending a little tip to the podcasts that you listen to, either an automatic tip or a boostergram, a, a, a boost with a message, um, then it's a really good app just to have a play around with. You'll find it in both the Apple App Store and in the Google Play Store, whatever it is that they call it. Yes, I keep wanting to call it Android Marketplace, but I'd be really old-fashioned if I did that. <laughs> um, so yes, so many congratulations, Fountain. Uh, it's a good app um, and um, it continues to improve. And also many congratulations to Podverse too, uh, who have added all kinds of exciting filtering um, bits in their uh, web-based uh, podcast player. You can find that at podverse.fm. And I, I noticed something on the podcast index, uh, a, a platform I've not heard of called Caprion FM. Uh, Caproni FM. It's like... Thank you. I tell you, my, my pronunciation this week, I've learned yeah. so much. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like pasta, except it's not pasta because I think it's Spanish. But anyway, um, uh, yes. So Is it a bit like your capacha? So cap <laughs> Caproni. <laughs> Honestly, hey, there was a new podcast launched a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, in fact, it was launched last week, and it was called uh, Hutzpod. Um, <laughs> and I decided I would be really careful. It's a Jewish podcast, and I decided I, I wasn't even going to mention it on, on the Pod News podcast because it just got slightly embarrassing the last time I tried to mention um, Hutzpah. So uh, I got, I got, yes. Anyway, uh, so Caproni FM, um, it has, it's a podcast host and they have added uh, some podcasting 2.0 features. So they've added locked, transcript, funding, location and podping as well. Podping, really useful because it means that um, loads of um, uh, directories instantly know when you update a new episode and transcript, of course, um, super useful as well. So congratulations, Caproni, for uh, jumping onto the um, onto the podcasting 2.0 bandwagon there. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, you uh, were talking about pre-Christmas, I thought it'd be worth re-mentioning, is um, that the podcast index is breaking even um, and that it costs around $1,200 for Adam and Dave to run it. Mm, every month. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I said at the time, open standards and an open directory are for life, not just for Christmas. Um, and uh, said you should probably go and donate. It's at podcastindex.org. Um, it's uh, uh, Pod News is now supporting them to the tune of a server a month, which is fifty dollars. So um, uh, it would be good if if uh, other people were to uh, dive in there as well and uh, step up a little bit. Um, I think the costs for Podcast Index have taken Adam and Dave a little bit by surprise. So it'd be good um, to actually see that um, being supported a little bit more by the industry. Now, one of the other 
interesting stories that you wrote about, James, was from our good friend Benjamin Bellamy. Uh, he's done something amazing. He's launched a podcast font. What is it? Yes, it's a podcast font. Hooray! Just what we all needed. Uh, what's a podcast font, James? Well, you're using it. Uh, I am using it. Uh, what's a podcast font, James? <laughs> well, um, you might notice when you visit websites, then there are lots of little icons on those websites and there are two ways of doing that. One way is to embed lots of images which slows your website down and it's not necessarily the best plan. The other way of doing that is to um, embed a font such as Font Awesome for example which contains all of those and so what you basically say is I want to show this character in this font and the web page does that so you can add a ton of nice smart looking uh, fonts into your um, into your web page and that's basically what Benjamin has done with the podcast font you've got all kinds of symbols and images for things like Spotify and for Apple podcasts and for all of that you've got images for value for value and you've got images for chapters and you've got images for all kinds of things so the idea is consistent icons consistent logos makes it really easy to link to your podcast on all of these different platforms uh, it's open and free and um, very smart so I'm now using that um, for things like play buttons and stop buttons and those sorts of things and download links um, and we'll continue to to use that for uh, other things as well yeah if you if you want to find out more about it it's available at podlibre.org uh, that's p-o-d-l-i-b-r-e.org and you'll find more about the podcast font there yeah there's much more information there and if you just want to have a look at it podcastfont.com uh, is where to go even easier jack dorsey he of fame previously at twitter now at block formerly known as square keep up and <laughs> yes yeah okay <laughs> sorry i just thought as i said block that, formerly known as square which i read about on meta formerly known as facebook yeah exactly uh, yeah uh, but what was quite exciting they made an announcement this week that the cash app which is uh, basically jack dorsey's other app uh, has added a lightning network integration yes indeed so if you are if you live in a country that is covered by the cash app which i think is the us uh, um, and the uk as well uh, yeah Can you get the cash app yeah oh fancy um yes not allowed here the australian government doesn't allow that and many other things including tennis stars um but uh, let's not go there um but uh, yes in terms of um the cash app you can now pay uh using lightning uh, through it which is very exciting it's just another um move into the lightning network and basically the lightning network if you don't know what it is uh if you want to pay people bitcoin then great you can pay people bitcoin there's a slow way uh, which uses the full bitcoin uh, blockchain and uh, it's slow and it's expensive and it's not really good if you just want to buy a cup of coffee whereas the lightning network is a thing on top of that um, that speeds everything up and makes everything very fast and very cheap and that's what value for value uses and that's now what the cash app can also use as well so it's good news for those people who want um, to give each other small amounts of uh, cryptocurrency and if you want to learn more about it dave jones one of the guys from the podcast index was on another podcast called linux unplugged uh, and he did a great job of explaining what the lightning network was and how value for value works and just to save you time, it starts at minute 17. Oh, listen to you. It starts at minute 17. And many congratulations, yeah. by the way, on pronouncing Linux correctly. Um, I keep on pronouncing it Linux, which I know is wrong. 
So, uh, yes, uh, uh, top marks there, Mr. Sethi. One in three, not bad today. What? <laughs> Well, you know, I thought I'd give you the uh, pat on the back when it's due. <laughs> Not often. Amazon, uh, we know they're still in podcasting and it seems that they are announcing they've got 200,000 podcasts and 55 million customers. Well, you wrote about it, James. What are they telling us? Yeah, they actually wrote to you and me, uh, Sam. Uh, it was um, uh, one of their outreach team who wrote to us, it was just an automated email that said, hey, we're really delighted to see Podland on uh, Amazon Music and here's how to promote Amazon Music and here's where to download the buttons and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but what they also did is they enclosed a podcast creator outreach document, which is a very Amazon title for a document, isn't it? Um, which they uh, shared, and you'll find that linked from uh, Pod News the other day. Um, and there's a few things in there. Firstly, it mentions that they've got more than 200,000 podcasts, which isn't actually a whole heap, but it sounds quite, quite a lot. They've got 55 million customers, which is massive, but of course, that's um, people who are using Amazon, not necessarily people who've downloaded the Amazon Music app. Um, and uh, the other thing, though, is that it says that you'll be able to track your download numbers in the Amazon Music dashboard soon. So if you like seeing uh, numbers which look like two, or maybe one, or if you're really lucky, three, uh, then you can see that um, in the future in the uh, Amazon Music uh, dashboard. Um, I think I get two downloads a day from Amazon Music. It's not a very large platform but nevertheless you know i'm sure that it might get larger in the future so never never write them off and of course you know those two listens are still two important listens and do you get any amazon podcast listens via instagram uh, i get none but uh, i i don't really understand instagram um but i gather that it's a good place to advertise your uh, podcasts amazon music are on instagram promoting podcasts uh, they have a username of play more pods play more pods um, and uh, I linked to a submission form if you wanted your show promoted on it uh, the other day as well. Would you get zero, one, two, or three then? Who knows? I, I'm sure I would possibly get maybe one additional through Instagram. Um, the reason why I'm not on Instagram is that uh, I tried signing up to Instagram and I then um, I then used their API for a media website that I run um, to keep Instagram information up to date. They then found out, uh, found out that I was doing that, and they uh, and they uh, banned me from using Instagram completely. So, um, uh, so that was very clever of me because I was doing that under my own personal uh, Instagram handle. So I don't want a new Instagram handle, so therefore I can't be bothered with it. Ah, <laughs> oh, our good friend Brian Barletta over Christmas did some analysis. James, uh, he looked in 2021, podcast companies raised at least 371 million dollars. In funding, which sounds impressive. What was that all about? Yes, he he basically went through in uh, Sounds Profitable at the end of last year, soundsprofitable.com. He went through a recap of all of the acquisitions and funding announcements uh, that happened in podcasting, or at least all of the ones that have been reported on. Uh, it's certainly been quite a year, and it's a really interesting, um, it's, a, it's an interesting list. So we will link to that from uh, the show notes uh, of course, as we always do uh, in this particular uh, podcast. But um, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, all kinds of things, both, you know, raises, 
um, in terms of um, different companies. You know, Podchaser raising four million. Our friends at Riverside raising two and a half million, Descript's raising uh, 30 million, um, but also, um, you know, having a look at, um, it, you know, the production world, the hosting and monetization world, you know, and so on. So um, some really good, um, some really good information there in terms of uh, how, you know, how many people uh, have been uh, spending money in these sorts of things. Now, moving on, uh, you wrote about Facebook, your favourite platform, because you don't like Instagram, but clearly you must be on Facebook and using Facebook podcasts. So what's been happening with Facebook podcasts? Any updates? Yeah, so you may remember some podcast companies have been saying, oh, Facebook is really big. It's really large. Uh, and there was uh, one podcast company, won't mention their name, but it's not Buzzsprout. Uh, and um, that podcast company was saying that um, by the end of this quarter, Facebook will be in the top five of apps. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, and then had a bit more of a look at uh, the data that Facebook was actually uh, throwing out there. And the reason why you might think that Facebook is very big is that uh, every time you see a podcast in your Facebook feed, so you're there doom scrolling through, um, you know, I don't know, pictures of people outside Anfield or something te de deeply <laughs> tedious uh, things on Facebook um, or very nice holidays in Cornwall or something that people have been going to uh, on. Uh, anyway, uh, if you're scrolling through all of that kind of uh, stuff, Mr. Sethi, uh, you will um, occasionally notice a podcast if you're in the US. And when you notice that podcast, then your Facebook app has helpfully downloaded the first 500k of that podcast. And if you happen to host on a podcast host which isn't IAB compliant, Buzzsprout is, um, then you might confuse that with an actual download from uh, Facebook. It's not. Uh, it's a coding error on Facebook's part, I think. Um, but it basically means if you don't have IAB standard stats, um, then uh, your podcast host is lying to you and saying that uh, Facebook is much, much larger than it really is. So um, uh, beware of people saying that Facebook is quite big. I'm not sure it is really. Okay. Well, Facebook also has been annoying other people uh, about muting their podcast. What have they been doing? Yeah, this was um, a post that I saw from Christina Zeman, who claims to pay full licensing fees for the music that she uses. She uses um, commercially available uh, music in Canada, but, um, but she says that she's all licensed and above board. Uh, Facebook, though, couldn't care less, and their automated systems have muted that show instead, um, which is um, kind of not that good. Um, there's no way, of course, at the moment of programmatically understanding whether or not a music uh, podcast has the correct licensing. And that's something that uh, could be fixed if the, if the music industry cared about it. Um, but uh, that essentially means that Facebook are automatically muting shows um, rather, than, um, uh, rather than asking about licensing, which is a bit of a shame. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Anchor, I believe, also do that if you host on uh, Anchor as well. So, you know, just worthwhile uh, bearing that bit in mind too. In the UK, the BBC claims 558 million plays of podcasts and on-demand radio programmes in BBC Sounds. 
Is that impressive? They do. That's a UK-only figure. Um, it's a bit of a cheat because it merges both podcasts and on-demand radio programmes. But there again, they are kind of exactly the same from a user point of view. So perhaps it isn't a cheat. Um, it doesn't include non-UK listening. It doesn't include any listening on podcast apps. So it's very difficult to actually work out from that number, 558 million plays, how big the BBC is globally, which is the data that we have from other companies of course. Um, but nevertheless, you know, useful to see uh, some more data out of uh, the BBC. Um, it also says that BBC Sounds says they've seen a nearly 25% increase in podcast listening. Um, no, no numbers on that in terms of podcasts. And again, what does that mean? Does that mean that 25% uh, more podcasts were listened to in BBC Sounds, does that mean, is that better or worse than BBC content on, on other platforms? Not quite sure. Um, have BBC podcasts gone up 50% um, on Apple Podcasts, but only 25% on BBC Sounds? Don't know. But nevertheless, always nice to see additional numbers coming out of the BBC in terms of consumption there. Well, ACAST published uh, a little report as well and they did what I call the UB40 report it's one in ten Brits plan to start a podcast this year if you don't know the reference to that that's the song I am a one in ten I am a number on a list but anyway I digress oh I'm glad you explained that I am the faintest idea I'm relatively familiar with UB40's oeuvre but not that one that's so the famous, uh, yes I thought that's the famous opening line I am a one in ten <laughs> I'm a number on a list. Famous in your household, perhaps. Um, UB40, of course, is also the form that you get when you're made unemployed. And perhaps that's one of the reasons why uh, one in 10 people in the UK think that they're going to set up and start a podcast of their own this year. They're not, of course. It's nonsense. That would be eight million new shows. <laughs> that would be four times the amount of shows that are in Apple Podcasts right now globally. So um, it's obviously nonsense. Uh, Acast um, have got this number from a survey that they ran. And uh, hey, presto, wouldn't you believe it? They've started a promotional advertising campaign saying if you're thinking about starting a podcast come to Acast um, and so it was a good way of getting mugs like us to talk about it particularly on a day where there wasn't an awful lot of news which there wasn't on that particular day so um, well done Acast um, on that but nevertheless you know I mean I think uh, uh, if there's any uh, anything to learn from this number it is that quite a lot of people are tangentially quite interested in launching their own podcast um, and so from that point of view at least that's sort of vaguely interesting I think. Well maybe not one in ten in the UK but it looks like India has predicted that it's going to by 2023 have 170 million podcast listeners which would overtake the total number of US listeners. So go India. Indeed, it would. Um, I think there's real, real opportunity in uh, India and in Southeast Asia in terms of podcast consumption. Um, you know, I'm seeing an awful lot of activity coming out of Indonesia and the Philippines and Malaysia and various other places. And there are many, many people who live there. Um, so I think, you know, well worth keeping an eye uh, on that uh, if you want uh, big numbers. Difficult to monetize, but big numbers nonetheless. Mm. Finally, that second language might come in useful for me. Now, What second language is this? <laughs> Indian, you know, Punjabi. I occasionally can do that. You, you occasionally can do that. 
Excellent. Oh, I'm awful. I look forward to hearing some Punjabi when uh, you buy me that pint that you owe me uh, in May. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, when we go for that curry, you'll you'll thank me then. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. And there was another, just uh, talking about uh, random um, random statistics with random numbers in there. There's a great piece of data from the Canadian Podcast Listener 2021 report, um, which was talking about podcasting on YouTube. And we keep on hearing, you know, Ooh, YouTube is the biggest platform for podcast consumption. Um, and then lots of other people say, no, it isn't. Uh, and then you get into an argument. Um, this is a different number. This is saying that people who find a podcast on YouTube, the overwhelming majority of people who find a podcast on YouTube, then go to a proper podcast app to subscribe to it. 72% of people do that. Um, which again shows, get your podcast on YouTube, make sure that it's available on YouTube. People might not listen to it there, but they might find it there and go, oh, that looks like an interesting podcast. I'll enjoy it on a podcast app. Um, so I thought that that was a really interesting number and uh, well worth uh, highlighting. Yeah, well, uh, we also, are with bated breath, wait for this new podcast app launch from YouTube this year because uh, I've hired somebody. So yes. let's see what they do there. Right, wrapping this podcast up because you wanted to make it shorter than normal and it's not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Some events that are coming up. Uh, If you're in London, uh, in the UK, certainly uh, in February, uh, let's fingers crossed with Omicron, uh, Podcast Radio's Podcast Futures event will be held uh, and I will be going along to that one. So I'm excited for that. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Have they got you speaking, or are you just? No, they don't. Nobody knows who I am, James. I only know you. I'm the Robin to the Batman. I mean, uh, nobody wants me. I've been asked to speak. Uh, I've been asked to moderate a session and and do a keynote. And I've said I would love to be in London in February, but I think it's highly doubtful that I'll be able to get there. so, uh, you know, of, uh, by all means, keep it open. But uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to get there. So my name's on the programme at the moment. Um, I have a feeling as it currently stands, I mean, given that I can't leave the country yet, um, I have a feeling that as it currently stands, it's it's unlikely. Um, but uh, I know that the event is still going ahead. It's going to be a hybrid event. You'll also be able to listen to it on podcast radio, uh, which um, uh, sounds uh, good. So let's hope that there's no heffing and jeffing. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be in February. And then podcast movement evolutions. Um, two exciting things happening at Podcast Movement Evolutions, which is in March in Los Angeles, which I will be there for, I hope. Um, Firstly, Edison Research's Infinite Dial 2022 is going to be announced, so we'll get the numbers for how many people are listening to podcasts in that uh, particular uh, country, Um, how many people are listening to podcasts in the US, but also the Podcast Hall of Fame is back. Um, which is very exciting. It used to be a really big thing. It last happened in 2018. Um, there were some, uh, you know, there are some really big names on the podcast Hall of Fame. It's a real honour if you get uh, highlighted. It recognises those that have made a difference to podcasting. And uh, though the ceremony and the ceremony is going to be held at Podcast Movement Evolutions in LA, but it's also going to be streamed live and it's going to be open to everybody. So anyone will be able to get in if you happen to be in LA on March the 25th. 
Um, the current members will be involved in choosing this year's inductees. I'm expecting to see eight people uh, inducted again this year uh, and uh, really interesting to see who those people are um, because it's a fantastic honour if you uh, get uh, if you get uh, on there. So uh, yeah, that's uh, really exciting things. Just to let you know, James, I might be out there with you. I'm coming to podcast movement. Hopefully, I'm negotiating with the wife at the moment. Ah, well, if you're if you're out there, I'm looking forward to. I think the Ambies are announced uh, the previous day, and then you've got um, uh, you, you know all of this going on, and um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to being there, and I. I'm trying at the moment to get a side trip to Mexico, although I haven't cleared that one with the wife. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see what happens there, but uh, that might be interesting. Uh, the dog is uh, obviously very... Well, you fancy a little bit of sunbathing in Cancun uh, or something? Well, I'm going to Mexico to um, understand a bit more about podcasting in that country, and it's a country that I've never been to before. Um, so I'd quite like to um, go, go there and um, learn a little bit more. Excellent few podcasts that uh, I listened to over Christmas all strangely nearly featured you, which was very sad. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. You're everywhere. Um, the new media show that you're on, that was quite a funny show, actually, with you and Todd and, and Rob. It was great to be on that. I really enjoyed it. It's the third time, I think. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed being on that. So uh, yes, the new media show is well worth going to have a uh, a listen to. I was on Podcast Index, uh, or rather Podcasting 2.0, um, as well with uh, Adam and Dave over the holiday period, and uh, really enjoyed that uh, as well. So, uh, some uh, interesting stories about the recording of that, and the dog, and um, cooking by candlelight, uh, which you'll hear in the next uh, uh, episode of Podcasting 2.0. Uh, so, very much enjoyed that. You listened to a podcast, another podcast with Dave Jones on, didn't you? Yeah, this one that I promoted earlier, it's the Linux Unplugged. I really think it's a great um, review of where RSS came from, where it's going to. But, you know, Dave did a great job of covering some of the more technical aspects without making it technical. So he talked about value for value, the Lightning Network. He talked about boostergrams, you know, and just where they're going with the Podcast Index namespace. So... If you want to listen to it, it's a great, it's only about half an hour, the bit that Dave does, but it's a really good in-depth understanding of it. Yeah, well, I'd like to go and uh, take a listen uh, to that. I run uh, the occasional Linux box uh, around. Um, my uh, renovations, which are continuing to go on, um, has meant that I now have wired internet almost everywhere, uh, which is very exciting. So I've got uh, servers and all kinds of exciting things knocking around in the house now. Uh, so all of, that's a, all of that's a thrill and an excitement. Um, and one of the oldest podcasts in the world, I bumped into Neville Hobson um, all the way back in a podcast conference in 2005, if you can think of such a thing. It was in a hotel in London. Uh, it was a really enjoyable um, uh, conference, even though I got shouted at a lot uh, by everybody who was um, in the audience because I had the temerity to turn up from a commercial radio station and talk about uh, how we were getting involved in, in podcasting and uh, they didn't like that. But anyway, uh, Neville Hobson does a show with uh, Shell Holtz called For Immediate Release. It's one of the oldest podcasts in the world. It started in uh, January of 2005 and it's joined the Marketing Podcast Network. One of the interesting things about the podcast that Shell and Neville do um, is that um, it used to be uh, a monthly thing and it used to be about 90 minutes long 
and they are adding additional but short shows into that mix as well. So um, the 90-minute um, extravaganza every month still carries on, but there's also some nice short versions in there as well, so that's good. I went to watch a football match with Neville. We went to the England match, courtesy of Microsoft. You know everybody! Well, you know yeah. them too, so yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So yes, me and Neville went to a football match together. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Was that back in two thousand and five, or was that slightly, slightly later? Slightly before that, actually, I think. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah, you always you always win these, don't you? No. Um, <laughs> very yeah. good. Um, and, and sorry, who was who was the football match? Uh, it was England versus somebody. It was it was one of those. I called it the calling. You know, if. if um, you know, if you have those moments, you, we were sat just behind the manager in the dugout. Oh, wow. It was total sponsored. And it was just amazing. I mean, the pitch view was one of the best I've ever seen at a football match. So, yeah, it was quite amazing. There you go. Thank you, Microsoft. There you go. Hurrah for Microsoft. Those are the days. Well, thank you, Microsoft. Um, so, uh, what's happening for you this week on Podland, uh, Sam? Well, I wrote a strange piece on... Uh, oh, there was nothing to do at Christmas, so I wrote a little piece about <laughs> you're going to roll your eyes. It was in response to Jack Dorsey saying, you don't own Web3, and I think I wrote it, uh, it's titled, You Don't Own Podcasting, hint Spotify and Apple. Uh, and I basically challenged Spotify and Apple to why their legacy apps and closed uh, walled gardens uh, are not the future of podcasting. Um, and yeah, basically said that actually if you look at web 3 uh, and what it purports to deliver which is data portability decentralization interoperability well actually podcasting is doing it already so you've got data portability you can move your rss feed where you want we are decentralized so you can choose your hosting app or hosting uh, podcast app or po- hosting partner and we're interoperable thanks to some of the work with ActivityPub. So I think we are already ahead of Web3. Maybe we should call it Pod3. James is rolling his eyes. Maybe we shouldn't, but I, that's a really good point. I, 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 I think, uh, yes, I hadn't uh, thought about it that way, but uh, yes. Um, uh, so you can read that. It's in our show notes, as indeed everything is. So what did you do, James? Oh, I've been uh, I've been getting quotes for flights, which has been exciting. Um, I thought to myself, if I'm going to go to LA and, you know, Omicron is still going on, uh, I should probably at least go premium economy rather than economy to LA because, you know, further seats, further apart and all of that. I thought that that might be a good thing for my health. Uh, what's not a good thing for my health is the fee that that's going to be, which is 6,000 Australian dollars. Um, which is uh, yes uh, which is very expensive so not completely sure that I'll be doing that uh, but we'll see what happens but yes um, uh, looking forward to doing that and also I've been doing a little bit of work you will see my uh, my silly head appear on uh, Twitter and on uh, Instagram and a few other places talking about the podcast show in May in London and uh, why I think it's a good idea so um, yeah that's uh, what I've been doing this week and that's it for this week please follow podland in your podcast app and on twitter at podland news you'll also find previous shows on the web at www.podland.news if you want daily news you should get pod news the newsletter is free at podnews.net the podcast can be found in your podcast app and all the stories we've discussed on podland today are in the show notes we use chapters 
and transcripts too. Our music's from Ignite Jingles and we're hosted and sponsored by our good friends at Buzzsprout. Indeed. And it says here, Merry Christmas. We should probably get rid of that. And keep listening. Keep listening.